0: Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, filling in for Pastor Christina Saso. And you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time where we've always got fresh, exciting, and relevant manna from heaven for you each and every week. And I hope you will stay in tune for this broadcast this week to hear what God has to say for you. And we do have A good report from Pastor Christina Sasso, who has been spending the past several weeks in the Philippines holding leadership conferences, training the people of God so that they can attain the fullness of the calling that God has for you, because that is our job here at Sons of God Ministries International. We believe that every single person should reach the fullness of their calling in Christ Jesus. And that comes through discipleship, that comes through training. Every single one of us has the potential to be mountain movers. Every single one of us has the potential to heal the sick, has the potential to perform miracles, to hear from God directly and act on it. The scripture says in Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak in new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, if these signs are not following you, that means that you still have untapped potential that God can build up in your life if we are willing to follow him. Even Christ Jesus said himself, You will do even greater things than me because he had to go to the Father. Now, we know that Jesus was one man who took on all the sins of the world. He healed the sick. He was able to see into the hearts of the Pharisees who sought to kill him. We know that he raised the dead. And this man, the Son of God, said that we would do even greater than him. That's a very bold claim. But if Jesus said it, then it must be true because he cannot tell a lie. For God is the truth. That means that we as believers, we have a lot of potential that we have not yet tapped in our own lives. And that comes through seeking God out and letting Him establish His will in our lives. We have to allow God to lead us every step of the way. That's when we get into the realm of the supernatural, that's where we get into the realm of miracles, signs, wonders, healings, prophecies. And we want to live. In that realm where the supernatural is happening, we want to live there every day of our life. Because that is where Jesus lived. Jesus abided in that realm all the time. Everywhere he went, miracles, signs, wonders followed him. Everywhere he went, he got revelation and inspiration from the Holy Spirit. He was able to see into the thoughts of Pharisees, even as they plotted against him. That's living in the supernatural every day. And when people asked him a question, he responded with wisdom straight from heaven. We as Christians are Christ followers, so he is our example. We have to follow him every step of the way. And we're going to do that if we're willing to submit to God and allow him to establish his will in our life. As Christ Jesus said in John five nineteen. It says, Jesus gave them this answer Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He can only do what He sees His Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. Jesus did everything by following the leading and direction of the Father God. That is the example that we have to follow in our lives. And that is why Pastor Chris was called to the Philippines. The Lord said to go, and therefore she went. And it's amazing because as she went, all of this craziness surrounding the coronavirus broke out while she was in the Philippines, and all of this hysteria happened. But despite this, the Lord guided her footsteps every step of the way. We know that several weeks into her trip, The president of the Philippines actually declared that all travel, domestic travel to and from Manila, would be restricted. Meaning that if Pastor Chris had not gotten to Manila, by a certain date, she would be trapped in the Philippines, unable to come back to the United States. But the Lord made a way, despite all of the things that were happening, despite all of the panic that was happening, she was able to complete the task that the Lord sent her to do. She was able to safely get back to Manila and safely arrive in the U.S. without any hiccups, without any issues at all whatsoever. And you might be thinking, well, with all these things happening, we really shouldn't be traveling. But understand, wherever God sends you, wherever God leads you, that is the safest place that you can be. That is the most prosperous place you can be. That is the most blessed place that you can ever be. Because God's will for your life is always better. And if God sends you somewhere and he doesn't protect you, what kind of a witness does that create for God? What, God? You can't protect your own believers? What kind of reputation would that create for God? So when God sends you to a place that might be uncomfortable, you just have to lay it on him. Hey, Lord, if you don't protect me when you've sent me here, then that's going to be a bad reputation for you. Right, So understand, God's own reputation is at stake. If he sends you somewhere, he will always, always protect you. God will never send you to a place that he has not prepared everything in advance. And that's how we know. And it goes that way in every area of our life. If God tells you to take a certain job, that is the perfect place for you. If God tells you not to go somewhere, then you know you avoided a lot of trouble. It's about trusting in God every step of the way. But you see, the Lord doesn't force his people. God desires that we would follow him willingly everywhere we go, because that's what a real relationship looks like. And here's a good way that you can think about it, a good way to illustrate this kind of idea. If you've ever participated in any kind of dancing, That involves another person. Say, for example, waltzing, or since we're here in Texas, Texas two step, or swing dancing for jazz. If you've ever participated in any kind of those dancing, you know that usually it consists of two people. You have a lead and you have a follow. And what the lead does is the lead will make certain motions, certain movements, signifying the kinds of moves. That they would like the follow to do. For example, a lead might raise their arm a certain way and press against the follower's waist or a certain part of their back, kind of showing this is the direction that I want you to go in. But a good lead will never force a follower to go in a certain direction. However, if the follow submits to the leading of their leader, Well, then they will produce maybe a beautiful spin or they might produce some kind of step. And then suddenly, both the lead and follow look very good together because every time the lead kind of signifies, hey, let's go in this direction, the follow will do the perfect steps. But if a lead is dominant and they try to force a person to spin around a certain way or step a certain way... You get a situation to where maybe the follow might get a little bit whiplashed or there's a lot of tension involved. Understand, in our relationship with God, he's trying to lead us, and he creates an invitation. I'd like you to step in this direction. And then when you do that, suddenly you find yourself in the middle of this magnificent spin or a step that you've never done before. But every time, you always look amazing. You look like you know what you're doing. When in reality, we accepted the invitation that our lead gave us. So the Lord is never going to force us. He provides a number of invitations. Sometimes it feels like a tap on the shoulder or a press against our back or our waist. Or maybe he'll just raise his arm with an invitation to step in this direction or step in that direction. This is often what the leading of the Lord will look like. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, as I've described it in the past, feels like a little tap on the shoulder, or somebody trying to get your attention, hey, pay attention to this, or hey, why don't we try this instead? Oftentimes, this is why we have to quiet our own spirit, our own mind, our own way of doing things, so that we can become open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, this isn't to say that the Lord will not... Do dramatic means to get people's attention. We know in the scripture, for example, a man named Saul was blinded by the presence of God, and he said, Saul, Saul, why are you forsaking me? Right? That is very dramatic. In another instance, God used a donkey to reprimand a man. So those are also very dramatic things, but oftentimes when we go about our day to day life, the Holy Spirit will give us a little tap on our shoulder. He'll give us a little whisper and say, we should do this, or it'd be better if you spent time doing this. We have to become willing to listen to the voice of God in every area of our life. And oftentimes, we'll get like simple instructions that might not seem very consequential. We have to view those little instructions as training ground for something far, far greater. A simple example when a group of us were journeying to Washington, D.C., and a number of us got a little nudge from the Holy Spirit, hey, you should grab an umbrella. And many of us, pretty much all of us, brushed it aside. Why? Because the event we were holding in Washington, D.C. was supposed to take place outside. God, surely you wouldn't allow rain to happen during this event that we had scheduled outside. This is the thought that we had and sometimes we make assumptions about the will of God. We make assumptions about what God wants based on our own expectations. But the truth is is that in this situation God actually had a very different intention for this trip to Washington DC. And because of that, those of us that got that nudging but did not grab an umbrella, we all got soaked. Now this seems like a very simple example, but We have to take these little instructions as something that's very important. And the reason why is because if we can obey God in little things, we can obey God in bigger things. We have to be able to follow God even in the smallest instructions because if we do that every day of our life, starting now, then God knows when we go on to inherit businesses, nations, industries, when we go on to establish dominion in those areas. Because God really desires to bring the body of Christ to a place where they have influence, affluence, and resources. That is what God desires to do. But unless we as followers of Christ can begin obeying God in the little things, the little instructions that he's giving us now, he's not going to be able to trust us with millions or billions. Because if God gives us an instruction, hey, grab an umbrella, and we brush it aside and don't think about it, then, say in the future, maybe you are negotiating a multi-million dollar contract. And God might tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you need to add this provision. Or, hey, you should do this instead. Are you still going to follow God? Because the truth is, is that, If we hadn't been following God for those little things in the past, such as grabbing an umbrella or doing something simple, we're not going to follow God for things more complicated. That's the truth of the matter. So we have to think of our position right now as our training ground. We have to think, where I am right now in my situation, my circumstances, this is my training ground for the supernatural future that God has in store for me. That's how we have to view it. We have to view every day as an opportunity to grow spiritually. Every day as an opportunity to get closer and closer to God. And if we do that, then we are going to start excelling in the supernatural realm. Then you're going to see Mark 16 begin to manifest in your life that these signs are going to follow you if you believe. That you're going to cast out devils. You're going to speak in new tongues. If you drink something poisonous or deadly, it will not affect you. If you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. This is the kind of future that God wants to bring in your life and the life of everyone in the body of Christ. That is why it says, these signs will follow them that believe. So if the scripture says this, we have to ask ourselves, why are those signs not following me? Why have I not laid hands on the sick and seen them recover? Because we know the scripture tells us that in the last days, and this is outlined in both Joel and Acts. Joel chapter 2, starting with verse 28, it says, "And afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. This is what God desires to manifest that all the people of the earth would have the Spirit of the Lord upon them, that the glory of the Lord would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's the future that God wants to manifest. And we can take part in it. Now, the interesting thing is that in Joel it says, And afterwards I will do this. So we have to actually look earlier in the chapter, to see, well, what is it afterwards? So looking at Joel chapter 2 in context, the beginning of the chapter, it says the people of God, the nation of Israel, spent time fasting, praying, repenting, crying out to God for the sins of the past. This is the nation, the people of God, turning back to God. And as the people of God seek God out, as the people of God turn back to him, then it says in Joel chapter 2, verse 19, it says, The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine, and olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern horde far from you and push it to a parched and barren land. Its eastern rank will drown in the Dead Sea, and its western ranks in the Mediterranean Sea. And its stench will go up, its smell will rise. Surely he has done great things. Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches." Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the autumn rains because He is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locust and the young locust, the other locust and the locust swarm. My great army that I sent among you, you will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. Then it says, and afterwards... I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So it says, and afterwards, so the things that came before have to become first. So what did he say? He said, I'm sending you new grain, new wine and olive oil, enough to make you satisfied fully. He said that the barren lands are becoming green. He said he's sending abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains. He said that the threshing floors are going to be filled with grain, that our vats are going to overflow. See, what he's talking about is a blessing of overflow is supposed to come to the body of Christ, to the people of God, before his glory will pour out on all people this, my brothers and sisters, that is where the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence is going to happen. And the reason for this is not for people to satisfy their own selfish desires, but rather it is so that the people of God will be an example to the world, giving glory to God, and being a benefit to all the world. Because when the body of Christ is an authority— the land will be blessed, the nations will be restored, the people will live in joy. And when the people of God are not in authority, well, then the world system has its run of the nations. And this is how things have been in the past. This is why God wants to bring the body of Christ in authority, because we are going to have a part to play in bringing the glory of God and covering the nations with His glory. But we have to be willing to follow God and seek Him out in every area of our life. The Lord has said that there will be tumultuous times ahead. But for the body of Christ, it will be a time of abundance. It will be a time of blessing. It will be a time of supernatural, if we so desire it. If we obey the Lord, He will put us in a position of authority so that we can influence nations. Then we will see manifested what is said in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 2, starting with verse 2, it says, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of all the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream into it. Many people will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. See, these are people from every nation streaming into the mountain of the Lord to learn the ways of God. But that only comes if we, the body of Christ, will seek God out and obey him in every area. It continues. The law will go out from Zion The word of the Lord from Jerusalem, he will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many people. They will beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war any more. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And that is what we need to do. We have to walk in the light of the Lord every area of our life because, understand, There's a lot of chaos going on in the world today. We know with this coronavirus, there's entire industries that are shutting down completely. We know that the entertainment industry has halted almost all productions for the next several months. Many people are losing their jobs. Many people are going to have to wait to work. We need to intercede on behalf of the nations concerning this situation, and we need to ask God for direction because we are the light of the world. We should not rely on man. We should rely on God. And if we seek God out and we pray, whether over this situation that's going on across the nations or whether our own situations in our own lives, we can become a light to others. We can become a light. And if we become a solution to this problem, people will see the hand of God working in our life. Because God has the solution to any problem, right? We truly believe that. So if we believe that, we should be applying that in our life, including this coronavirus situation, including our own personal situations. We seek God out. What did Christ Jesus say? I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I hear the Father saying. We should be the same way in every situation of our life. God has invited us to follow him. We can either allow him to lead us, And then he'll make us look good as a result. He'll make it to where we are a light to nations, that we are able to help others, or we try to do it in our own strength. And let me tell you, it is never as good or as supernatural as if we trust in God. So let's trust God in every area of our life. Amen? Well, we are about out of time for this week Pastor Chris is going to be joining you again in the coming weeks, and she's going to have a very good report from the Philippines in the future. So you can look forward to that as well. And as always, this broadcast is supported by listeners just like you. And so if you enjoy this broadcast, if you enjoy this radio show and you want to support us, you can go to our website, SOGMI.org. Again, that is SOGMI.org, and you can hit the donate button. God truly desires to do miraculous, supernatural things in your life, and he is more than able to do them. So it's up to us to become submissive to him, become obedient to his leading in every area of our life, and then we are going to see miracles, signs, wonders, and breakthroughs, the likes of which we have never seen before. Amen? Well, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Joshua Sasso, and you've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.